You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another edition of After the Jack. That's not the Undertaker's music you can hear in the background. Uh, After postponing uh, prematurely during the week, we've decided to still record a podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler Maher, and with me today, solo in the studio, is Ash Williamson. Ash, uh, thanks for, uh, you know, at the last minute, uh, jumping back on. Yeah, thanks, Tyler, and um, back by popular demand, no doubt there would have been um, many um, hushed tones in the the GV Bowls community when uh, the announcement went out that we were going to go without a podcast this week. It's been um, sort of an, an up and down week, uh, hanging on Daniel Andrews every word. And when we got the all clear that lockdown was going to end on the Wednesday night, um, we've decided to throw a quick one together um, for our loyal followers. And the kicker was that Brian wasn't available, so that made <laughs> us want to do it even more, I think. Well, yeah, we're obviously on time constraints being a, being a Thursday and getting close to um, another weekend of pennant bowls, but um, hopefully we can quickly smash through previews for this Saturday and then the first week of Tuesday pennant finals. Although once we did post uh, on Facebook that uh, the, the show wasn't going ahead, uh, Facebook then imploded. So uh, yeah. maybe we did break Facebook. Sorry about that. But uh, no, we'll, we'll push ahead. Um, on a bit of a, a, a darker note, Ash, um, uh, there's a few uh, in memoriam uh, things that we have to touch on uh, this week, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, obviously... Um, there's been a few significant people in the GV Bowls fraternity that we've lost over the course of this season and a couple that we'll just touch on now. Firstly, Ken Allen, who was the inaugural president of Shepparton Park after they became a merged entity between Shepparton, which was formerly based at the lake, and Kyla Park, which is where Shepparton Park's currently based now. So basically what happened was the council wanted to take over the land where Shepparton Bowls Club was based, which was on the lake there, um, and so they um, a, a merger was entered into between Shepparton and Kyla, um, and Ken was the inaugural president of the merged entity, which is now Shepparton Park, and was quite instrumental in um, the negotiations, I guess, with council um, about the merger and particularly what the council would offer um, Shepparton Park Bowls Club as a bit of a sweetener, I guess, um, for Shepherd and relocating from the lake out to where the Kyla base is now. And obviously the facilities that Shepherd and Park has, the undercover roof um, with the carpet green, um, the indoor clubhouse-type facilities. Uh, Ken being president and involved in the negotiations with council was very instrumental in in those sorts of facilities being constructed as a result of the merger between Shepherd and Kyla Park. A great administrator, um, mad Collingwood supporter as well. He used to drive down from Shepparton to watch every Collingwood game each weekend, um, quite often with his his loyal loyal wife, Barb, as well, who still bowls at Shepparton Park. Um, so he will be sorely missed by the Shepparton Park Bowls Club. And in later years as well, in recent seasons, he, he moved on to bowl just as a bowler for Marupna Golf as well and was a very popular member there. So um, Vale... Ken Allen will be sorely missed by many, um, particularly at Shepparton Park and the Marupna Golf Bowls Clubs. And um, hope, hopefully, um, you know, uh, no, no doubt with um, with Eddie Maguire moving on as the Collingwood president, um, I'm sure Collingwood's got some big things in store and no doubt Kenny will be watching down from the heavens and hoping, uh, wishing for another Collingwood flag soon. 
Yeah, it certainly has been a, a tough summer um, for, for bowls clubs, losing a lot of very familiar faces, not just only at, at single clubs, but across the division and, and the association as well. And um, Marutna uh, recently in their bowls notes uh, touched on the passing of Wynne McGoldrick and, and Peter Davis as well. And Wynne McGoldrick was, was really... Um, really involved in, in obviously, women's bowls in, in the region and, and was a real champion, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. She was um, quite a prolific bowler for Marupna Bowls Club. Uh, won um, at least one club championship I can think of because um, she made quite a significant run in the Champion of Champions or probably about or eight or nine years ago. So she was a very good draw bowler. Um, and a great competitor on the green as well. So um, we'll be very sadly Miss Win McGoldrick. Certainly. Uh, we'll head into uh, a bit more positive lights. Um, the Central Goulburn Murray Bowls region uh, events uh, did get um, postponed from last week, but luckily there's still enough Sundays left in the calendar that they've been just pushed back a week. It does sort of throw the Ovens and Murray Challenge up in the air, but um, this weekend uh, they'll, they'll kick off in earnest. Uh, and we are recording on a Thursday afternoon and... Um, so by the time you listen to this, it may be over, but uh, Brett Gunning and um, Jason Carter are playing in the Champion of Champions final uh, this evening at Marupna. Yep. Um, so by the uh, the time this comes out, we'll have a winner there and, and they'll slot into the Central Gold Murray draw as well. Yeah, so obviously um, the Ovens and Murray versus Golden Valley Challenge was going to happen this coming Sunday, but as a result of needing to reschedule the Central Golden Murray finals or the, the state events, um, that won't go ahead. But still there'll be some great bowls played with the various state um, event winners from the Central Goulburn and Murray competitions. Where are they being played, Tyler? Sorry. So they're at Tatura this yep. Sunday. Yep. Uh, we've got the state men's singles. Yep. Um, so Goulburn Valley is the host division, of course, and Murray is the division with a bye in the first round. So obviously with three three entrants, uh, one from each division, there's always someone with a bye, and it's Murray's turn this year. Yep. Um, so uh, in the men's singles, it's uh, John Stokes, versus Wallen's Brad Bosner with Chris Philpot from Tokemal awaiting in the decider. The state men's pairs is uh, Steve Matcham and John uh, Sujic. Uh, sorry, I've absolutely butched that from Ilden. <laughs> and uh, David and Josh Cartwright from uh, Tatura Hilltop with Jeff Sutcliffe and Frank Houlihan from Namurka Golf waiting in the final. Gee, he's got a fair trophy cabinet, does it, doesn't he, Jeff Sutcliffe? Yeah, and uh, the Cartwrights are slowly building uh, one just as big. Uh, state Women's Champion of Champions Singles, Olivia Cartwright versus Maxine Matcham uh, f- from Eildon, Sue Jamison from Pecola waiting in the final. And the State Women's Fours, uh, Shepparton Parks, Die Hands, Mark Thorne, Kate Bush and Sue Tyson against uh, Robin Hodgkin, Loris Houlihan, Lydia Patching and Marie Lucci from Namurka Golf with a Seymour team awaiting in the final, Wilma Atkins, Gail Kruzczyk, uh, Jenny Creamers and Die Staples. So that's a central side with a buy there um, in the state women's falls. Yeah, so um, if you are, well, obviously we can get out and watch the bowls now. So if you're not doing anything on Sunday, you'll probably see some bowls of the highest quality over there at Tatura in the state event finals for Central Goulburn and Murray. And, you know, um, we do have listeners all across the, the Goulburn-Murray region, but um, I wish all the Goulburn Valley bowlers the best best of luck um, in, in their respective disciplines. 
Certainly, and uh, one of the other events coming up before our next show will be the BPL Cup and the Bowls Premier League. Ash, it's, it's such a great concept, the, the Bowls Premier League itself, but the addition of the, the BPL Cup really allows uh, a, almost a Victorian open feel where, where locals can really get through and, and really dream big and, and play against some big names. Yeah, absolutely, and obviously n- no greater example than this year with the East Shepparton team that will be competing at Moama, um, Daniel Nichols, Jeff Beattie, Stacey Collier and Brent Reiner, who um, previously went down to Melbourne and got through um, at the state qualifier. So they'll be representing not only the Goulburn Valley, but Victoria as well next week at Moama. Yeah, so uh, it was initially slated to start Sunday, uh, but I believe due to some uh, due to the lockdown and, and some... Um, Worries about issues, quarantine. Yeah. Uh, it's been pushed. So uh, it starts Monday at Moama. Um, the East Shepparton team has a bye in the first round. So I think their first game won't be till about 7.30pm Monday night. Okay. Um, and then they'll follow that on into Tuesday. And, and Tuesday is when the uh, the Bowls Premier League starts as well. But um, Brent Rayner and, and Jeff Beatty were, were really thrilled to uh, have their all-expenses-paid tra- trip from Echuca to Moama, so I reckon they'll be getting a limo across the bridge uh, yeah. on Monday. But, uh, no, it's great to see them having a good crack, and obviously Moama itself has the Murray Steamers in, in the BPL and uh, Matt Flapper with the Melbourne Roys. There's plenty of familiar faces yeah. to Bowles and the region. Yeah, and certainly um, they'll get a kick, out, like you said, out of you know being in the same environment as those elite players um, with the BPL. The Murray Steamers will obviously have a massive following being the host club for this edition. And uh, for, the, for the East Shepparton team to be involved in it, uh, it'll certainly be a great feather in their cap and w- wish them all the best. So they take on Soldiers Point um, on Monday at 7.30pm and the second match is against Broadbeach uh, on Tuesday at 3.15pm. So I'm uh, certainly going to be trying to work from the Echuca office uh, next week and, uh, and go and have a look at uh, some great bowls. Yeah, I wonder if um, if Ryan Bester will be playing for Broadbeach. He'd certainly be uh, certainly be worth a, worth a look, but no doubt he's probably one of the BPL teams. Yeah, he might be uh, a bit, bit occupied with the, uh, the, the Premier League itself. <laughs> so it'll certainly be a bumper week of bowls, um, both at a regional level with the Central Goulburn Murray, and if you can get across the Moama, the, uh, the BPL Cup um, will, be, will be certainly worth watching at Moama. Just avoid Brian, because I know he's going to be lurking around with a microphone looking for some interviews. So <laughs> roaming <laughs> Brian will be uh, yep. certainly pestering uh, the best of the best. <laughs> he certainly um, he certainly likes the big names. Uh, all right, before we move on to uh, some previews of the last round of midweek uh, weekend pennant and the first round of midweek finals, we'll uh, have a word from our sponsors. After the Jack is brought to you by the Shepparton Bowl Shop. For all your lawn bowling needs, visit Lee and Chantel Wakenshaw at 101 Fryer Street, Shepparton, or phone 5821 all right, Ash, we'll start with the weekend pennant. Uh, obviously, last week losing the penultimate round due to lockdown um, really hurt the chances of uh, a lot of fifth-place sides across the region. But, um, you know, with one round left, there's there's still a fair bit to play out, isn't there? Yeah, so we'll start with uh, Division 6. Um, just looking at the ladder quickly, um, the top four was probably set before, before last weekend's round was was missing. So the top four will be Seymour VRI, Nagambi, Tatura Hilltop and Shepparton Park. Now, um, 
Tatura Hilltop and Shep Park are third and fourth respectively and can still pinch second off Nagambi depending on how results go this week. Looking at the round, um, Nagambi hosts Shepparton Park, so they'll be pretty tough to beat on their home carpet there. Rushworth plays Maroopna Golf. Uh, Seymour VRI has the bye and Avenal plays Tatura Hilltop. So that's Division 6. Division 5, Maroopna Golf's locked into minor premier uh, with 146 points from Tally Garupna, who's locked into the double chance with 128 because it's a, a bit of a way back to Tatura Hilltop Red in third on 104, but them uh, themselves are locked into an elimination final spot. But fourth spot is, is really where it gets uh, really interesting here. Euroa's on 88. They're the incumbent. Stanhope, three points back on 85. And Colburn Abbott, another four points back on uh, 81. So that's seven points separating those Three sides heading into the last round. Now, Stanhope plays Marupna Golf. Euroa tackles Hilltop Blue. And Colburn Abbott, unfortunately, has the bye. Um, so that would uh, really... You'd, you'd hope, if you're a Euroa supporter, that you can just get a big win and lock it in. Yep. But if they happen to, to drop uh, you know, a, a game to, to Tura Hilltop Blue, who sits in seventh, um, Stanhope has the opportunity to come through. Uh, but it would take a fair performance against Marupna Golf, who sits first. Yeah, and it's great that there's obviously still some interest in some of these competitions after missing the second last round, that we can still have these discussions about how the four will be made up, particularly with our next division, Division 4. So looking at the ladder before this last round, Avenal's on top, 168 points, followed by Kybram in second, 154. So I'd say they're probably safe, well, they are safe in 1-2, because there's 19 points down to third, Stanhope, which is on 135. Here's where it gets interesting. Stanhope is third, 135. Tat Hilltop, fourth, 131. Euroa in fifth on 128. Seymour in sixth on 120. And Shepparton Park, seventh on 115. Still a mathematical chance going into this last round. We have Shepparton Park playing Merrigan, which is quite a way down the ladder. So if they can get an 18-0 and other results fall their way, they could fall into the finals. East Shepparton Pink is playing Giroa at home. Tatura Hilltop playing East Shepparton Lime, looking to secure their final spot. Tat Hilltop at Hilltop. Murchison is... Uh, sorry, at Tatura that game. Um, Murchison playing Kyabram. Stanhope is playing Seymour, looking to shore up their spot and Avenal is playing Shepparton Golf. So still a lot of intrigue in that last round, as there has been for this second half of the year. At one stage, I think there was eight or nine sides still within the hunt of the top four. Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, in a big division like that, you could have had a real split early um, if some of the teams had been far too good. But um, it's great to see that it's gone all the way to the final round. Uh, division 3, Seymour and Marutna Golf will finish one and two. Uh, there is uh, a, a chance that Marutna Golf can knock over Seymour for a bit of the uh, psychological uh, advantage going into next week of finishing first, uh, but they both play the bottom and second bottom side respectively, so uh, they'll try and get a good tune-up heading into the last round, uh, in the last round, heading into the first round of finals. Uh, Tatura Hilltop uh, will finish in the finals and will be in the elimination final, whether it's third or fourth, uh, is yet to be seen um, on 136 points. Tally Grutner is holding on by the skin of its teeth to fourth spot, two points ahead of Shepparton Golf. So that is where the, the big gains can be made. And Tally Grutner plays Tatura Hilltop. So fourth v third there, 
Um, and if Tally Gruppner has uh, a, a good performance this week, they'll hold on to fourth and then get to play Tat Hilltop again next week. Um, and Shepparton Golf plays Shepparton Park, uh, needing at least two points more than Tally Gruppner, uh, but they've comfortably ahead on shots. So they just need an extra rink. Um, or to hope to Tura Hilltop beats Tally and knock off Park, but uh, Park's the the sixth side, so not too far behind. Yeah, and and Park's probably wondering what could have been. I think they had about five shot five games where they lost by six shots or less, including um, against Shepparton Golf the last round before Christmas. I think they were up overall on the last end, and Shep Golf picked up a three or a four and ended up winning by one or something like that, and that, that just sort of typified the first half of Shepparton Park season. So they're, they're probably wondering what, what might have been, and um, no doubt they'll be looking to spoil the party this week for Shep Golf, but it will be a tough ask on Shep, um, Shep Golf's quick grass greens. Yeah, no, um, no love lost between the two sides, of course. Uh, well, at the top the top level especially, but uh, I think uh, the photographer's heading out that way too. So, Brian, make sure you do your hair on uh, Saturday morning uh, <laughs> if you get a game because uh, the side's been better without him this year, hasn't it? <laughs> That's right, yeah. They've um, certainly picked up a few wins in the second half of the season and um, they'll be looking for one more to sort of spoil the party there for Shepparton and Golf. Looking at Division 2, Bit of intrigue in this one as well. Shepparton Golf is going to win the minor premiership there um, on 175 points. Tatura Hilltop is in second, the only side that's beaten Shep Golf this year, 151. Marupna is third on 128 points, so their spot is not quite safe at this stage. Shepparton Park is clinging on to fourth with 121 points. Kybram is fifth on 115 and East Shepparton is sixth on 109. Um, looking at this round, the, the big crucial one is going to be tomorrow night, which is Friday night. I believe that they're trying to organise this game. I think it was. It doesn't say that on the fixture, but I believe they were trying to play this game on Friday night. Shepparton Park hosting Shepparton Golf on the carpet under lights, Division 2, will be a massive game in shaping um, the overall or the, the final four leading into the first week of finals. So um, the last time they played, I think Shepparton Park got one rink over Shep Golf, but as we know, they're a much better proposition on their home carpet and they have picked up their form in recent weeks. Um, They beat Rushworth two weeks ago. The, the, The lockdown probably didn't come at the best time for them. They were probably hoping to play Nagambi at Nagambi last week, have a good win over there and give themselves a little bit more breathing room. But as it turns out, they've probably got to get a couple of rinks, I'd say, tomorrow night, at least um, four points, hopefully win it to secure their spot. Otherwise, um, there's Kyabram breathing down their neck. They host Tatura Hilltop. Um, at Kyabram, which if they can win, they're probably in, um, particularly if Shep Park falls over against Shepparton and Golf. Uh, Rushworth hosts East Shepparton, so East Shepparton's not without a chance. They need to win well and hope that other results go their way. And then Marupna plays Nagambi at home, so you'd expect Marupna to win that one um, and shore up their spot. But particularly a lot of intrigue in the rivalry match between Park and Golf. Who, who are you favouring? Uh, well, look, if they, if they do manage to get it under lights, um, I think uh, Park, uh, I think it's great to see that, especially it seems Division 2 this year has really mm. taken up the mantle of, of playing a lot of uh, Friday night games, which is great to see. Obviously, we see it in Division 1, which is great as well, but um, it's good that the, the other divisions are able to get around it as well. Um, as you said, Marutna should 
hold on, um, and there'll be a smoky for mine in the finals, uh, as I've been riding their bandwagon all year. But, yeah, a couple of tricky fixtures there for Kai and, and East. So yeah. I think um, if, if Park does manage to get that, uh, that, that rink, it would mean that Kai has to win. Yeah. Um, and I think um, if... Well, obviously, if Marutna gets uh, two rings, they're safe no matter what. So yeah, look, um, I, I think I think the thing with Park against Golf is they have been sort of coming into form at the right time. They are a better side on their carpet. Um, Peter Cross has been bowling really well as a skipper. Um, young. Um, uh, Tom Tom Downey, who's been leading for him, or I think maybe leading or playing second for him, he's he's someone that's got a lot of potential and has been bowling really well um, in Division Two. He's a first year bowler. Um, <clears throat> Greg Williamson's been skipping really well. Had a big win against Bruce Wooden a couple of weeks ago, so hopefully he can continue that form. It's all going to come down to the cards. I mean, Shep Golf's got a lot of depth across their club. They've got the likes of Graham Myers, Peter Fairgrave, um, Richard Warburton. Uh, Wayne Gribble, Roy Brown's leading the skip of the year um, ladder at the moment. So, you know, they do have a lot of depth across their rinks, but um, I'm confident that Shep Park, if the cards sort of fall favourably, they can probably nick a couple of rinks and maybe do it. that might be enough. And Division 1, obviously, uh, last week's lockdown uh, scuppered Kai Abram's chances to, uh, to get into the top four, which is disappointing uh, for them. But it does set up a couple of very intriguing fixtures this week, doesn't it? Yeah, look, um, I, I did happen to drive down Wyndham Street uh, on on uh, Saturday or sort of after lockdown um, this morning, actually, and a few Shep Park bowlers were down buying some Tats Lotto tickets. I think they, we, they might have dodged a bullet there. Um, you know, obviously it was going to be a crunch game against Shep Golf under lights last Friday, and if that result didn't go their way and Kai and, and East had wins on the Saturday – there would have been a lot of spice in this last round, wouldn't there? It would have been nice if uh, the clubs could have all decided to move to a Friday night fixture, play two at Chet Park and two at East, but uh, never realistic with the uh, the short time frame uh, that that was presented with them and um, that there was no reason for uh, any of the top four sides to... To no. accommodate uh, that, but no, no. it still would have made it interesting. Oh, it's a great idea in theory, but um, you know, you sort of you think of someone like Yaroa trying to all of a sudden ring up all their players and say, "Can you come to Shep by six o'clock and play a game on Friday night so we can get the round through?" Well, it's sort of not going to be that. That uh, it's going to be hard to organise logistically, but um, certainly that yeah, the COVID sort of lockdown probably took a lot of the spice out of what was shaping to be a, a great couple of um, final rounds for the Div 1 comp. Yeah, certainly. So we've got golf uh, playing Taligarupna, obviously one and two. Yep. Um, so golf will finish a runaway minor premier, um, you know, 11 wins and, and two draws for the season. Obviously both of those uh, not by their own doing, 202 points on the board already yep. uh, with a round left. So a ridiculous season from them, but they know it starts again after this week. Tally Group and I spoke to Mark Ryan um, during the week and uh, he said, you know, they were just happy to be able to get out there. But, um, you know, as, as the Division 2 side coming up, he was thrilled to be playing finals and if they can hold on to second spot, um, he said that would make it even better. You know, give them two cracks at golf in a row. Yeah. Um, you know, no one's been able to really find a crack in uh, in golf's armour for six years now. But um, he said, you know, the, the more you can play against them, the more you can try and find one. And um, he said... Um, you know, he knows that it's not going to be easy though because they got uh, fairly well touched up last mm. time, and that's a key point I think for mine in this one. Um, massive psychological um, 
it would be a real big psychological boost for Tally to be able to push Shep Golf this weekend, particularly because they really wanted to make their home rink a fortress. And Shep Golf went out there the last round before Christmas and belted them on all, or swept them uh, 18 nil on all rinks. And I think that probably knocked Tally's confidence slightly because they were sort of tracking nicely up to that stage. Now they've regrouped and. They should probably finish second, but I think you know it's 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 one thing to finish second, but if you have a have a deflating one before finals and you've got to front up and play the same side next week, um, that would be a difficult difficult challenge. So they'll be looking to hopefully uh, put a much better showing at Shep Golf too, which is the benchmark. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and so Tally's sixteen points ahead of both Tatura Hilltop and Shepparton Park, who sit third and fourth, and play each other as well this weekend. So uh, first and second and third and fourth play each other, and they could all play each other again next week um, if they all uh, stay the same. But Tat Hilltop's 30 shots behind Tally Gruppner. So Tat would have to get a, uh, a, at least a 16-2 win mm-hmm. and um, hope Tally loses convincingly <coughs> or get an 18 nil win and hope Tally doesn't get more than one rink and yep. loses still fairly convincingly, or the shot difference sort of adds up. Uh, and the Parkers would have to get, um, realistically, uh, an 18-0 win to, to jump up into second because of the shot difference. Yeah, look, there are a few permutations and, and combinations that can shape the final four, which is sort of adds a bit of interest. Um, from from Shep Park's point of view, um, we beat Tally last time on carpet, uh, the last round before Christmas. We're well aware that obviously we we perform much stronger at home than we do, um, and we're playing on hilltops. And no doubt they'll be running reasonably quick. Given, well, actually that remains to be seen because obviously they've only got a couple of days preparation now to get their greens ready. And obviously it's hard for us to talk about team makeups and things like that because no one would have picked teams um, up until sort of Thursday night. Um, but I think, um, like from my point of view, under no illusions that Tad Hilltop will be a much different side to the one that we played in the last round before Christmas. Russell Locke didn't play last time. Uh, Jock Hicks hadn't arrived from up north yet, so he'll be in the mix somewhere. David Cartwright, um, he had a much different rink last time we played them. Um, he's had Olivia and Josh in there in recent weeks. Um, so, yeah, look, and... They'd expect, be expecting to be much stronger at home as well, particularly on their slicker grass greens. Lee Farrell's now skipping and Gary Russell's playing third. Um, that was the other way around the first time we played them. So it will be a challenge, um, and we really need a confidence booster on grass, I feel, before we head into finals because obviously we had the letdown the last time we played against Stanhope. Um, and, you know, Tad Hilltop would be well aware of that, and no doubt there'll be plenty of sound Um on the greens, they they, they, they do like um, having the volume up at all times to try and um, just create that little bit of mental edge as well. Um, so hopefully we can bowl well enough to, um, so so there isn't to, to sort of quieten them down a little bit, but um, it will be a great test for us leading into finals. For sure. Um, so I suppose the other two games are Stanhope, Euroa and... Kyabram East Shepparton, uh, Euroa will finish last. So just a bit of pride on the line for all those four sides. Um, I did note that Ben Fletcher was named as skip uh, for the cancelled round and has slotted back into third uh, for this round, um, according to the team selection that was thrown up. So he's yep. playing three to Shane Walsh. Uh, I don't know whether it was unavailability that sort of had him as skip last week, but I probably would have liked to see them just give it a crack this week. I mean, you've got nothing to lose or gain from it. 
Except giving him some experience. Yeah, and I have noted that uh, noticed that Jamie Stokes and Jenny Crilly haven't played in recent weeks as well. So I'm not sure what's happened there, but um, great experience for Ben to push up and play third to Shane Walsh and. No doubt he'll learn a lot, but um, yeah, unfortunately, it's, it's sort of come to the situation where the top four are playing each other and their spots can change slightly and the bottom four are sort of just playing for a bit of pride. There's not much that can change um, on that bottom half of the ladder. Who, who would you say is probably the um, the surprise packet of the season that, um, and sort of the, the one you give a big tick that you might not have expected um, and then the, contrast the biggest disappointment? Well, one. well, I suppose at the start of the year, I was um, s- certainly expecting Shepherd and Park to miss finals. Yeah. Um, you know, I have to give the side credit for, for making finals. Obviously, they they were able to make um, the home carpet mm. a, a really a really good advantage, which you know uh, is always helpful. Um, uh, you know, I I think probably in terms of disappointments. Um, you know, East Shepherd lost a few. Kyabram had a new coach and a, a bit of a new system. But uh, I mean, all three of those sides, Kyabram, Stanhope, and East Shepherd, would have wanted to produce a lot better than mm. they did. Yeah. Um, especially Stanhope making finals last year yeah. and you know making it all the way to a, a prelim. So, mm. um, in, in terms of disappointments, uh, you'd probably say East, uh, just in, in terms of the fact that they brought two really gun skips in, um, but still. Didn't really manage to fire a shot, um, and I'd have Park uh, as my, you know, tick or unexpected tick, I suppose, because um, you know, to cheer Hilltop, the combine has obviously done really well, and I probably didn't expect them to do that well, but um, you know, I probably expected Golf and Tally to finish one too. Yeah, look, it's um, it's hard to disagree with with your points there, and particularly with East Shepherd, and like the damage was probably done before Christmas. They dropped a few early and really put themselves behind the eight ball. Um, and look, that probably a bit unlucky. Like, um, given the way they performed against Tally in that Friday night game, um, they probably would have expected to beat Park um, the first time around at home, and that game got heated out. Um, and then, obviously, last week they st- there was still a pulse there to make finals, and the round gets called off as well. So they a couple of games that they probably would have really fancied themselves in, whereas they've come up against Golf twice, I think. Um, and and tally as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a tough one. Um, I agree with you on Parker. You know, f- for mine, I, ha- I had the missing finals. I thought that um, there would be a couple of improvers that would go ahead of them, particularly E. Shepard and, and obviously stand-up having made the prelim the year before. Um, but as you said, the, the home park fortress, they were able to string together enough wins there and good wins as well, not 14-4s or 12-6s, sort of 16-2s, 18-zips, and that can make a lot of difference uh, in the overall scheme of things. Yeah, certainly. I, I probably, I mean, it probably is a touch harsh on East losing, you know, seven players or six or seven players oh, absolutely, last yeah. year. But, um, you know, I still look at their side and they've, probably, they've got two of the best 10 skips on paper in uh, Reiner and, and Beattie. Daniel Nichols, who has been among the top skips in recent years, probably had a bit of a down year. Yeah. Um, one of the best leads in the comp in Stacey Collier. So I, I suppose I, I look at their side and I still think they, they should have probably done a bit better than they did. Whereas yeah. I, I look at, um, you know, a, a, a Stanhope or a Euroa and Stanhope especially, Stanhope's still 
finding their feet. There's yeah. still a, a lot of young or new bowlers, so yeah. I'd probably give them a bit more leeway than I do East. Yeah, and, you know, like Brad Robinson had a great year stepping up as Skip and, you know, took some good scalps. Um, ben Fletcher's on the improve as well. So they do have a little bit to work with. Um, and, you know, obviously Brent was quite honest in his interview with Brian last week and said, look, we... We're probably probably just lacking maybe three or four, to just because they obviously did lose quite a few out of their Division One mix, and that's quite hard, particularly with their Division Three side, which stepped up to Division Two. Um, they then having to take those players up and put them in Division One, so it does impact your overall depth. And you know, when you're stepping up from Division Three to essentially play against the Shep Golfs and the Tallies and that, it can be quite an adjustment to make. Yeah, certainly. Um, I suppose it's um, something we'll probably discuss. With Brian on the show uh, in the next couple of weeks, um, you know, leading into uh, and throughout the finals, as well as leading into the grand final, which uh, we will be live streaming. Uh, still ticking off the last few things, but I'm um, very confident that we'll be able to provide uh, our listeners and soon to be viewers with uh, a great After the Jack production on grand final day. Uh, hopefully you're uh, not on the panel with us, Ash, and, and playing in the grand final, but uh, if, you, if you do miss out, uh, we'll certainly uh, happily have you. Yeah, look, it's um, certainly there's been a lot of talk about it just, you know, in the bowls community, and you know, it's certainly um, something that you know, bowlers hopefully aspire to to be, be part of a, a grand final that is being live streamed. I know um, a few of the Shep Golf, a lot of the Shep Golf guys were practicing at our place last late last week um, on the Thursday, and there was a little bit of talk about it. David Dawes men, uh, mentioned something to me about it, and um, yeah, so there is a bit of interest there, and we're happy to be able to support Golden Valley Bowls in that way, and hopefully it's a, a bit of a showcase for the for the division to be able to live stream our grand final and. Um, obviously have, um, you know, great bowls on display and, you know, be able to call it and commentate it and give our opinion on it. Certainly, uh, and we'll have plenty of rolling guests throughout the day. Um, If anyone's looking to uh, tip in some sponsorship to help us cover the costs, that'd be great. Uh, Just get in touch with us and we can uh, go from there. But uh, we've already got a few on board and, um, you know, obviously we we really appreciate the uh, Shepherd and Bowl Shop sponsoring the podcast itself as well. And, um, you know, we'll we'll certainly give you a a big plug. Speaking of finals, midweek uh, starts this week, uh, or next week on uh, Tuesday. Yep. Uh, we'll quickly roll through that before we wrap up. We're going to end up nearly a normal show, I think, in the end. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Division 5, uh, Katandra West takes on Dookie and Kyabram takes on Euroa. Those are both at Tatura. Division 4 at Shepherd and Golf, we have Nagambi versus Merrigan in the qualifying final. Nagambi's been pretty hard to beat all year. And Shepparton Park Rose taking on Tatura Hilltop in the elimination final. Division 3 will also be at uh, Tatura. And I've now lost the page uh, that I was looking at. So Shepparton Park will be playing Marupna Golf in the qualifying final. Shepparton Park's been the top side there all year. uh, And we'll be looking to advance straight into the grand final. And Stanhope playing Kyabram in the elimination final. Yep, both at Tatura, as we mentioned. Division 2, we're looking at East Shepparton, the benchmark all year, uh, playing Shepparton Golf in the qualifying final. These are at these finals are at Stanhope in Division 2. And Tatura Hilltop Red playing Kyabram, also at Stanhope in the elimination final. So um, East Shepparton Golf will be an interesting one, I think. Yeah, for sure. And Stanhope's also hosting the Edna Harling Shield finals uh, this round. So it's Shepparton Park 10 against Shepparton Golf in the qualifying final. 
and Tatura Hilltop against Cabram in the elimination final with Seymour missing out. Uh, you know, the lockdown um, did scupper a midweek round as well, and that was the last round. So yeah, sort of they fell in a hole a bit the last sort of um, three or four weeks of the the regular season, obviously excluding the last week which was called off. But um, they were I, I can't quite recall what the ladder was at. Um, Christmas time, but I'm pretty sure they might have been nearly on top. And yeah, certainly. Yeah, and they'd won a lot of their home games on the Magic Carpet down there, but um, unfortunately missed out. Shep Park 10 versus Shepparton Golf, the two arch rivals, um, you know, usually pretty neck and neck these two. Shep Golf gave them a hiding last time at Shepparton Golf on their quick greens. The park just didn't handle the quick grass. Stanhope will be no exception as well. Their, their greens are running magnificently over there. So I tend to favour Shepard and Golf give them the slight edge in this one, Tyler. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And, uh, I mean, you look at these four, um, these two games as well, and this could have been any combination uh, uh, throughout the season as well as if we had have got the last round in. Uh, I think at one point um, after round four, maybe round five, it was Seymour and Marutna Golf on top of the table. So <laughs> yeah. both of those have missed finals. Uh, and, you know, Tatura Hilltop's come home with a wet sail and um, Park Tan and, and Golf have obviously been able to get enough um, enough wins under their belt to, to get up into the qualifying final, which gives them another shot at it. So, yeah, I think Golf will win this. Um, and I, I'd probably say Tatura Hilltop in the elimination final. Um, I just think they've probably got a few more mm. uh, maybe available, but um, playing and, and committed to, to midweek bowls from their uh, weekend Div 1 side. Yeah, look, they've, they certainly sort of started to show their hand probably four or five weeks out from the season when they were probably uh, they were still sort of fifth and trying to get into the four. Um, and look, they've got the likes of David Cartwright, Russell Locke, Lee Farrell, Gary Russell's been leading. Um, so they've started to inject a few of those um, more experienced um, Saturday bowlers into their mix. Um, and that's really stiffened them up across all three rinks. So um, I think they'll have too much firepower for Kyabram, and I wouldn't be surprised if they'd knock off the side that loses the qualifying final as well. I'm, I'm tipping them to go through to the grand final at least. Yeah, I uh, don't disagree with that. I think Johnny Atwood and Pete Lesseur also qualified yes. um, from memory as well. So yes. whether they, uh, you know, they've obviously got the Div 2 side in as well uh, from what... Uh, I believe so. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a great uh, a great three weeks of midweek pennant finals, and we'll obviously uh, keep covering them on this show and, and in the paper. Yeah, well, just looking at the last round that was played a midweek on Feb nine, um, Tatura Hilltop played Kybram and beat them by seventeen shots on all three rinks. And you, you know, you look at their their sides: Jockick skipped, John Atwood third, um, Faye Atwood's there, pretty reliable. Lee Farrell skipping, Phil Boyd playing third, Gary Russell leading, um, David Cartwright with Russell Locke as his third. Pretty pretty stiff um, pretty stiff across the, the 12 there, so um, I'll give them the edge for sure. Certainly. Uh, I reckon that just about wraps it up, Ash. Yeah, well, hopefully, the, um, hopefully we've done it justice without the great man here. Uh, I wonder if he knows how to listen to it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's always on the show, so he never has to figure out how to... Uh, Get to uh, shepnews.com.au and uh, head to the podcast tab. But that is uh, how our listeners will have to find us now um, or through these uh, podcast apps themselves. Uh, obviously, we won't be able to post it on Facebook. Um, I did note that Facebook also wiped the Golden Valley Bowls division page 
so hopefully they get that fixed because they're obviously a, so an what, association and, and not a league. So, so what's happened there? They got they cracked it with all Australian media or something, haven't they? Or? Uh, yes. So uh, for listeners not across it, uh, Facebook has um, basically banned all Australian media production mm. from their or Australian produced media uh, or news from their their platform, um, which obviously affects us here at the Shepparton News and all our subsidiaries uh, and uh, weekly, uh, daily and um, tri-weekly papers, uh, down to the weekly papers. Uh, but, you know, it's um, all to do with politics uh, at the mm. top level, uh, so we'll just uh, push on and if you want, uh, you know, your local news, as always, uh, just come directly to us via the paper or via our website at shepnews.com.au and um, you'll be able to find us as usual. We haven't disappeared. Uh, it's just Facebook that's uh, hidden us from you. Yeah, so um, au. search for After the Jack podcast and no doubt you'll find a link to listen to us on this very special edition uh, after we called it off. We uh, played a bit of an early April Fool's joke and we're back for this week and uh, hopefully we can enjoy our, our last weekend of Saturday pennant and first week of finals midweek. Certainly. Thanks for joining us, Ash, and thanks for joining us, listeners. After the Jack is brought to you by the Shepparton Bowl Shop. For all your lawn bowling needs, visit Lee and Chantel Wakenshaw at 101 Friar Street, Shepparton, or phone 5821 1556. That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.